That was a good song. What was? Rollin' by uh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. That that's that's a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh so sorry we didn't record uh last week or we didn't upload a video last week. Yeah. Uh, we could lie I, and blame it. We could lie and blame ring. it on Easter, which seems like you're kind of indirectly blaming it on Jesus, and I don't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> so instead we should just tell the truth and just say that it was just a bad week for the both of us, and so we took a week yes. off. And you know what? We should be allowed to do that. Yeah. We shouldn't feel bad. Uh, although, you know, I, I, I felt a little bit a tinge of sadness because, you know, I went to the Midwest Gaming Classic Yeah. Uh, the weekend before last. And just I just had the best time. But I was approached by uh, two people who said that they just love the podcast. And it's like they listen to it every Monday morning. Yeah. That's really awesome. And yeah, I agree was, with you because really cool. you told me that, and then that also made me feel worse that we didn't put out a episode. I, I know. <laughs> well, that's why I felt bad. You know, there was one guy uh, was um, coming out of the elevator when I was getting in the elevator. Yeah. And he, like, stopped me, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a truck driver, yeah. and every Monday morning, that's like, I download that, and I listen to it immediately every Monday morning. So, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Did you get the guy's name or anything, or not really? Um, you know, I need to get better at that. Oh boy. Uh, you know, uh, Game Dave, Dave, uh, yep. he always writes um, people's names down. Yeah. Like when he meets them, yeah. like at conventions and stuff, and that is so smart. Yeah. Because I just like, I mean, you could also write I, it down I, in your brain. I know, but yeah. like, you know, sometimes it's it's really hard to. To remember that immediately, and I should like what I should do is have it. I think he has a document on his phone that he just, as soon as he's done talking to the person, yeah, he writes it down and but then, then he writes he, a little bit. How does he? He has to like write down some descriptors, then, right? Yeah, just I mean, probably just like a couple of words, okay, just so that he remembers. And yeah, that is something that I need to do. Yeah, uh, uh, one gentleman would had a um, was a vendor there, yeah, and. Uh, on the last day, I bought Ranger X and uh, Atomic Robo Kid from him. Oh, that's cool. Gave me, I guess. gave me a good little price on on the combo deal. Yeah. And uh, he said that he's like doing a, a podcast with his brother. It's like you know, kind of, kind of in the same, same vibe <laughs> as ours. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that you brought up uh, Midwest Gaming Classic because. Yeah. Not that I don't have things I wouldn't mind talking about, but uh, I, I did really want to hear all about the show. So, you know, I kind of yeah. want to let you, because I mean, not, I mean, I always wanted to go to that anyway, but I mean, just, you know, you, you posted like multiple times on social media just saying how much fun you had. So yeah, I yeah. figure you must have some things that you can share with the rest of us. It, it was amazing. Uh, you know, I can't think of the last time I had that much fun at a convention, just like everything was handled so well. Uh, it was in this convention center, and, you know, it was big, but everything was kind of spread out enough that it didn't feel like there's just a billion people, like, squished up against each other. Um, you know, like, there's, like, a vendor hall, like, typically, you know, like, you see that. But, you know, the, the vendors were far enough apart that there was just, there was space. 
and it, it, it felt really nice. And then there was like a whole other room they had arcade and like uh, and pinball and everything. Then there was like a, a concert stage, and uh, there's just like all kinds of stuff going on. Some some panel rooms. Panels weren't really the like the focus of it. Uh, there was only one panel going on, like one like throughout the like at a time. You know, you didn't really have any conflicts. That's how it should be, but, though. Like, you shouldn't make yeah, people I agree. pick, you know. But sometimes, you know, panels, they have so many of them that they have to double up and there's, like, overlap. and Yeah. You know, it makes you feel bad for the people who want to go to, like, certain things and they can't see both of them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really great opportunity to, uh, you know, we met, like, a lot of people and got to spend a lot of time with people that, we hadn't really met at conventions before, or maybe had met before, like briefly, but never like spent a lot of time with them. Yeah, uh, and it was it was just really cool, you know. And this was a whole new uh, like location for uh, us to go to a convention at. So there was all new people, and you know, going into it, they they told us, you know, we don't, you guys don't have to like really do panels or anything like that, or or even have a table if you want. Uh, we like to have our guests come and just kind of and just kind of walk around and hang out, and I think that that's, I think that makes it so that people want if they want to come up and talk to you. Yeah, uh, it makes it a lot easier for them to approach you. Yeah, instead of like, oh, I got to wait in line awkwardly at this table for each person to yeah. you know finish, and then you know I think people get self conscious about if they spent too long yeah. talking to you, but here it's just you know you're just if you don't run into somebody or if you don't talk to somebody right away. The chances are they're going to see you again later on, yeah. or you're going to see them. And uh, it was it was cool. Um, we <laughs> uh, we spent a lot of time hanging out with uh, uh, Clint uh, uh, LGR. Yeah, which um, you know, like we we had talked to him. Uh, we had him on a live stream like years ago, and he had done a couple of little things in. Um, like in a, he did a, something in our our Saturn RGB episode, just like a little fun little uh, guest appearance. And so he lives in North Carolina, so he's like fairly close to where Tri lives. Yeah. But they had never met up before. And once we found out that he was going, you know, we tweeted about it, and then it's like, oh, we'll finally get the meet, even though you know we didn't have it, like had never met him bef- like in person before, even though he's like relative was relatively close. Uh, so we actually like hung out with him like a, a whole bunch. It was fun. Um, and what I thought was really cool is that usually when you go to a convention, they're like, okay, convention's over on Sunday. You got to fly out Sunday. Okay, they don't want to pay for the Because that hotel. happened, I think, when we went to Retro World. Yeah, you stayed. If you, if you, that's when you stayed in my hotel room that night. Yeah, right? because yeah. we thought, well, I think it was the year before is when we uh, – we initially thought that we were staying until Monday, and yeah. it's like we didn't have a hotel for that. And uh, it was uh, Yahel from um, yeah, wrestle uh, wrestling with gaming yeah. that he he had a separate hotel room. He's like, oh, you guys can, you know, stay in my hotel uh, tonight. And uh, what happened with you is I think I didn't had know a you were room. a serial hotel room moocher. <laughs> now, now there's a only pattern. twice. Okay, only twice. And this, this when it happened with you, like you were, it was a big lifesaver because our flight was canceled. Oh, I forgot about if that. If yeah. you recall, no, I, I forgot. Uh, I, I mean, that was when my wife and I both went to New York a couple of days beforehand, and she, you know, she was she, she stayed in New York 
to visit friends and everything yeah. before, uh, you know, like while I went to the convention. And then uh, she came up and met us on the last day, and we were going to just go to the airport from there. And then that's when our flight was canceled. And you allowed us to stay in your room, and thank you for that. Well, it's two beds. What do I care? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, even um, if it had been one bed, I would have let you guys stay in the room. We would have figured something out, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could sleep exactly, on the floor but, or something. I don't care. But here they were like, oh, you know, you know, there's no good flights on Sunday, so just, you know, go out. Or you can fly out on, wow. on Monday. Uh, and everything was covered for that. You know, we had somebody schedule our flights, like took care of all that. Like, yeah. Um, wow. The... Uh, the convention, like the 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 convention owner or you know runner, is uh, a friend of his is a um, like a travel agent for for like celebrities, like wow. anime celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, like this co- convention's been going on for a long time, so they you know have a lot of friends and said uh, you know, that person said I will like handle all the scheduling and everything for you, like all the flights and stuff. So it was just like a seamless. Wow, that's pretty uh, cool. You know, experience. Uh, you know, we, we had had the uh, we got picked up at the airport. You know, uh, and it was just it was just fantastic. Everything about it was was amazing. You know, yeah. you know, and and you know, like the 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 convention has, you know, a, a reputation for being awesome. Yes, you know, just like it being good, and because it's been around, I think they started in two thousand one. Wow, and it started in like. Uh, like the basement of a, like a Cub Scout. Okay, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that place or something like that or yeah. something like that. It was like in a basement, and it actually started out started out as like a Jaguar uh, convention <laughs> where people got together and like, you know, traded Jaguar prototypes and stuff like that. Wow. And you know, it has a reputation for being awesome, and it ex- it blew away all expectations that I had going into it. Yeah. And I, I hope that they, I hope they invite us invite us back because I would absolutely love to go. Yeah. That may, I mean that makes me want to go. I mean I'll just even just I'll just go. You know I don't need yeah to be invited. It's just or like, whatever. A, it's like a cool hangout time. It's just um, a pain in the butt to get to Milwaukee. That's, you know if it was in like Chicago or something it'd be a lot easier to get to. You know. But I mean well, I get it. They live where they live. So I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like because I've I've looked into going before just for fun, mm-hmm. and like to go from you know. Sacramento, which is not, you know, a major, you know, airline hub to Milwaukee, right. which is also not a major airline hub is, mm-hmm. you know, a pain in the butt. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a similar situation that I was in. Uh, Try had a direct flight and it worked out for him because, you know, he flies out of Charlotte, Charlotte and that's kind of a big hub mm-hmm. for stuff. And it goes most places. But I had to fly to uh, Chicago and then fly from there to Milwaukee. And it's it's funny because... That flight from Chicago to Milwaukee is like twenty minutes. <laughs> like you don't even get up to like cruising speed. You just like yeah. go up and go back down immediately. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I had a, I had a layover in Chicago for about for about two hours. Which airport? Uh, at uh, O'Hare. Okay. So the, and, the um, better one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really nice. I ate it. Uh, Did you go get <laughs> at some chilies? Oh, I figured you go get some of that uh, uh, Rick Bayless food. You know the Frontera. Oh, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Frontera. Oh. He's like a celebrity chef, Rick Bayless. Oh, he has like a. It's like he has a show on like PBS or something. 
but he's okay. he's Chicago based and he has like a restaurant chain called Frontera and then he oh, he, he okay. also sells prepackaged food but it's all like Mexican uh you know Mexican inspired stuff. Yeah. They and, and I, they have I a that. location like, in O'Hare cuz I ate there one time. So uh it's probably you know, not like as good that, as Chili's that, though. I mean, well, I mean, Chili's was it is what it is, yeah. but that that airport's so huge. Yes, you might. I mean, you might have been like literally like, miles away from what I was. Yeah, talking yeah. About. yeah. I mean, from get one gate to like where I was, you know, getting my connecting flight, it was like like thirty minutes to walk it. So Crazy. you know, it's such a long long haul that I was like, all right, I'm going to get there, and I'm just going to eat at the closest place. Yeah. What did you get? But it, Chili's. Um, I got a salad. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, generally what I like to do when I'm traveling and sometimes I stick with this, sometimes I like ill, Ill, Ill advisedly go off of it, but I try to eat like as light as I can Yeah, because I just like, I hate traveling and like feeling like, Oh, I ate too much. I feel bloated. I just feel like so gross. Like, especially so, I think sitting on an airplane yeah, yeah, getting ready to take off, and you have like steak and French fries in your in your stomach, like, and it's just like bubbling, and yeah. like the air, like the pressure in the cabins doing it. And it's like, man, I gotta. Yeah, I agree with just, you. 100%. I just gotta let, let let loose, and I can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like if I have something like that, it's like I immediately just want to like put pajama pants on. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> so generally, what I try to do when I travel is like I'm gonna eat as light as I can. Because I just don't like feeling like that. And, you know, uh, two years ago, I, was it 2021, I think it was, when we went to Retro World, there's a really good barbecue place in Hartford, Connecticut that's, like, near the convention center called, like, Bears. We went there. I think we we, we had gone there, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, it's a thing that, you know, we generally try to do. Every time we're, we're there, although, you know, like every other time I've been there, I've just like, I've kind of gotten, I've eaten light. And yeah. then there's, you know, we went there and, uh, in 2021 and I just like, I'm just going to get this cause it sounds really good. I've been eating all day and man, I had to like sleep that night, like sitting up kind of cause I was like having acid oh, reflux yep. from it and everything like, man, like this is, this is the lesson right here. Yeah. And uh, plus you you just just get to a certain age and you just can't eat that stuff anymore without, you know, like at my age, like I wouldn't eat something like that unless it was for lunch. Cause it's, I need, I need the afternoon for that to like process, you know, you can't be eating that stuff at like six or seven o'clock at night or you're you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Or I'll have to stay up until like midnight, one in the morning just because I can't lay down with that in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, I, that night, the, I was just like, I had to sit up and, you know, I couldn't, because everything around that convention center in Hartford, around the Retro World Expo, like, closes at, like, 7 o'clock. I don't know why, but, like, there's no well, I mean, like, it's drug down, stores. I couldn't even go get downtown. Tums. You know, a lot of times when, with big cities like that, the downtown area really mostly services, like, the business people that, you know, mm-hmm. work in all those, you know, high-rises all day. And once once those people go home. There's just know, no reason. The money's yeah, not there, I right. guess. Because what, um, what you were you you were hoping to get like some, tum, some tums, tums or, or something? Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, like I'm a tums, big, I'm a big like, fan of Alka Seltzer. I don't know if you've ever messed around with that, but yeah, to me it's I, I the mean, superior product bit. to uh, to tums. It, it it probably works a lot better, but I like the bubbles. there's there's something like weirdly 
nostalgic about the taste and smell of Tums. All right. Because uh, I just remember, you know, my dad used to just like eat them like candy. Yeah. And I'm just like that sound and like the like the smell of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, like that makes me think of like riding in in my dad's car probably when he was like hungover. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes with the windows up. Yeah. And then like chewing those tums. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. But there's something. But but I but I do like. I enjoy the taste of tums. Uh, All right. It's like it's it's like having some candy without having candy. All right. <laughs> it's like I a little. I didn't realize treat. there was an enjoyment factor to it. I, I don't enjoy the taste of Alka Seltzer. I just think it works really well. So yeah, and yeah. it's just you know you just drink it real quick, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's I don't not, I'm not sitting there sipping that. That's like one <laughs> one shot. You know, down the hatch. So yeah. Uh, so you mentioned you got uh, Ranger X and sorry, what was the other one? Uh, Atomic Robo Kid. Uh, right, Atomic Robo Kid. Uh, did you get anything Which else? Which is like not uh, a great game, but it's there's yeah. something. You I don't know, know if you I, could tell. I was trying to feign excitement when you told me that. I was like, oh, Atomic Robo Kid. How nice. You know. I I half wonder why it like goes for the price that it goes for. I mean, generally it's around like fifty bucks now. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because it it's like mentioned at the very beginning of that book, Console Wars. Oh, and I, I wonder if that has something that. to do with it. Um, I mean, it's not a great game. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much about it that I enjoy. It's just like it's got this bizarre, like, like robot main character that kind of has like this elephant trunk. Like this, it's just like such a weird character. Yeah. Um, and it looks good in, sh- in screenshots. It has like oh, kind okay. of a smooth look to it. And... I played it here and there, but it's just it's just something I wanted to have, I yeah. guess. But I was going to ask, did you get anything else? Any magazines? Any other games? Uh, I didn't like... get any magazines. I got these. Uh, what, what was cool about this entire experience is that uh, we got there, and there was tons of people there that we had no idea were going to be there, that we knew. Okay. Uh, which was really, really cool. Um, uh, uh, um. Uh, Castlevania Games was there. Oh, that's and cool. And Laser Bear. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan, like, let us hang out, like, at his uh, table. Like, he had a big table. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he, like, sold our Blu-rays because we had some more of those, uh, the M2 mm-hmm. Blu-rays that we brought with. And, um, you know, he let he just, like, sold them and, like, yeah. had them. He, he had a great idea of saying, like, you, you guys should sign them. That is a good idea. There's a lot of people here that would want those signed by both of you, and that's not something they can just like order from us because yeah, you know we can't like sign sign them and then mail them to the other person right. and sign them right. So uh, it was his idea because he said, you know, I did this kind of same sort of thing for uh, for gaming historian a few years ago, and he I, he signed some, but then like had some that were what not was he signed. what was he selling? Did he have like a Blu-ray thing? Yeah, he, he, did, had, he had a Blu-ray. Okay. And uh, he's like, he said, you know, the the signed ones sold out immediately. Wow! Look and at you. I just said, just you should just open the rest of them and sign the rest of them. Yeah, which was was a great idea. So uh, that's what I mean. He sold those for us, and uh, Greg from Laser Bear was there, and I got these. Uh, he he has these really cool, um, like three D printed LEDs that go that can be used with a GunCon three. Are you familiar with the GunCon 3 on the PS3? Uh, apparently not, so please educate me. Well, 
I mean, you know the gun con, but this is yes. this uses like these sensors that almost makes it function like a Wii remote. Oh, okay. Because you know it's, it's HD, so that you can't like, you know, you got to make the 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 technology a lot <laughs> more complicated. Right. And it comes with all this stuff, all these like really like these two uh, LED emitters, and they're supposed to go on top of your TV, but they are just like gigantic. They have super long wires and. The way that they stay on top of your TV is they have these uh, rubber like straps that with like with counterweights on them. Yeah, and they are made for a time when uh, HD TVs were like thicker, you know, like yeah. where you could balance them on there. But like for an OLED or something like that, which is like super super thin, yeah, just doesn't work. Okay, so he made these three um, D printed ones that can just like be powered by USB C. Mm-hmm. And they just go on top of your TV. You just run a USB-C cable between the two of them. And then you just uh, um, run one of them into, like, one of the USB uh, Ports you know, on the power TV. supplies. Yeah, on your TV. And it yeah. just, like, powers it. Wow. And uh, it's, you know, for as little as I use my GunCon 3, yeah, I feel like I'll use it more. Sure. Because this is way more appealing to me. Sure. Um, and it can also be used, like, with a mister and stuff like that. So you can use... The gun con with with that, although yeah. you can use the gun con two with it too, which I prefer because I just think the gun con two is the best light gun light gun of all time. Oh, I don't, I'm, hmm. I don't think I've ever had a light gun or a, a gun con two. I just have I have a gun con one, you know, or what? Just a, yeah, just gun con as we called it. Right. Well, yeah. you sh- you should get it too because a time crisis two and three are super super good. Okay. And. uh what I don't like about the GunCon One is, you know, it has your trigger, but it has like the A and B buttons on the very front, front, which makes it like really annoying because you got to hold it like this, basically, in Time Crisis. Yeah. You got to, and it's just like not comfortable. Yeah. But with uh, the GunCon Two, it's like it's kind of awesome. Like it has so many buttons and stuff on it. It has two on the side. Uh, it has like a D pad on yeah. the uh, for, for your thumb. Yep. But it also has. Um, a button like at the bottom of the the handle, and that's like reload. So you can shoot, and you can just like go like this. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And it's it's really really cool. Um, and you know, Time Crisis, uh, right? Two and three are are really really good. All right, I'll check it out. Um, what else? Uh, um, there's like a whole after party thing with like like bands playing and like all the, all kinds of pinball. Yeah. And stuff. And then, um, are you, in, I mean, are you into was, pinball? Like, are you checking out the, no, I mean, not really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the, the craft behind it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people making 3d printed parts for it now, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's so nice, they can yeah. like make their like replacement. There's one thing I, 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 I've been kind of like saving stuff to like talk to you about because I didn't want to like oh, know, okay. go through the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was really really cool was they just had this like an old style jukebox, like an, like an old Wurlitzer like, or something. Like what's that? Like an old Wurlitzer with the bubbles coming up the side and stuff. Or um, no, I mean it's like Not that old. It's just like a big one, and you know, like it has like the CDs and stuff in it. Oh, it had CDs and, in it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't vinyl. not like forty fives. All right. No, 
But they had like game soundtracks in it where people could go up and just like oh, that's hell go cool. go through like the books, you know, like you can hit the left and right and it goes yeah. to the different books and they can play songs. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, man, I just like I want that in my basement. Yeah, you know, because that would be awesome, right? Just to have a jukebox and it's real loud and it just like sounded really good. Yeah, I'd never be able to get down the stairs into the basement, but. Wouldn't that be super cool to have something like that? I mean, you could fit. You'd probably have to, maybe have to take it apart or something. I mean, like I had to take my arcade mm-hmm. cab apart to get it down here. But uh, um, yeah, no, that would definitely be cool to have. I mean, I, when I was a little kid, my next door neighbor had a jukebox. Oh, really? But that was like what I was talking about. Like that had forty fives in it, and it was all like you right. know, colorful and had the bubbles that would come up the side and those glass tubes. You know, like like I said, See, like that would old, be that like would be super cool. Or something. Also, though, but well, that guy was rich, so you know. Because, <laughs> I mean, those are very, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, the one you saw, I don't, you know, maybe that's cheaper because it just uses CDs. But in you know, generally speaking, jukeboxes are pretty expensive, so. Yeah. And I'm not sure how much they, like, even make new ones because, you know. Well, now it's all, you go and they have, like, the touchscreen stuff. You know, it's all, yeah, it's all which, digital. Which I think, that's, I, I've, th- I've thought about this a lot because that changeover happened while I lived in New York. Yeah. And. It used to be so cool when you go to a bar and you're kind of like looking through what they have. It's like, oh, they got this, they got this. I'm gonna play this. But when you just have everything, yeah, it just it loses its novelty. I think. Yeah. What was that? You know, I that wasn't Mel's, was it? Was it uh, Johnny Rockets or something like one of those like chain like '50s right. diners where they mm-hmm. would have the thing at each booth? Like, oh, okay. You know, that like you probably, could re- you like could Johnny remotely. Rockets. You know, like it would have the little thing, and you could flip through them, and you could put in quarters, right? But it's like they, they were all connected to some central thing, right? Like it's not right. like you didn't get to listen to your own private music. It's like just whenever it came up in the queue, whatever you yeah. had ordered would come on over the whole like you know speaker system. That was, it was pretty neat. Yeah, and, and it's cool to be able to do that, and like you know, force your choice of music on other people. Yeah. Unwillingly, but now it's all this is like bullcrap because it's like, oh, you can pay, uh, you know, fifty cents more to jump to the front of the line. Oh man, and it's just like it's not it's not fun anymore. Yeah. I can I can understand why you know like why this stuff exists, but it, it's just a is a prime example of um like just technology ruining what yeah. was cool about it. I agree. I agree. Did you ever see that, you know, John Mulaney, you know, the, the comedian slash writer, mm-hmm. John Mulaney, he right. has that, he has that bit that he did in one of his stand up specials about, about, uh, well, about abusing a jukebox at a diner. <laughs> no, I'm you should go familiar. look, like, write it down. Look up after the show. You and everybody else listening. Uh, it was, uh, John Mulaney, uh, what's new pussycat. It. I was on the okay. floor laughing when I heard the first time I heard that. <laughs> just abusing it like putting stuff in there and then leaving or what well like he he him and his friend went to this like diner in chicago because that's where he's from and like mm-hmm. put enough money in there to, to order up uh you know tom jones wasn't it tom jones what's new pussycat doesn't matter who it was like 20 times in a row <laughs> which in and of itself is like okay that's maybe a little bit funny but it's just the way he tells yeah. the story makes it a lot more funny yeah yeah I'll i'll check it out after we're done with this yeah, that does sound. I mean, I never did anything like that. I just like want to pick the stuff that I thought was cool. Yeah, of course. You know, to, you know, throw some "Don't Stop Believing" on there or something. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, that was, you know, like the, the, when I lived in New York, there was one bar that we'd always go to. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really where I fell in love, like found myself enjoying and falling in love with, uh, Counting Crows first album, like an album that I'd never really given a chance before, but that first one is, is real good. Okay. <laughs> and, and I like the second one too. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. But you not know, a, that's not something it, not that they're fan. definitely not a band that I would feel any need to like go see. Yeah. You know, but is that, I, no, is that the album that has like around here and Mr. Jones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mr. Jones is like probably the song on there that I would skip every time. Okay. That's good. But around here is a great song, I think. That's pretty good. I mean, it's hard for me because, like, well, no, just like for me, it's like if I hear that song, because what that was probably like '94, right? And I feel like when I hear that song, it reminds me of like just sitting at home, you know, in the summer vacation of '94, and I would just have MTV on all the time, mm-hmm. and that's one of the songs I would hear a lot. But I certainly was never tempted to like go out and like, oh, I want to go get this album. You know, I, I don't right. think well, I even liked either. the song that much, but it was just like it was on a lot. Like that, and like yeah. uh, that Gin Blossom song, like that was like I think that was right at the same time. Oh, dude, like that, you know that they are a band. Gin Blossom is like a band that, you know, I had had that album. What was it uh, with Hey Jealousy and Yeah, is like New Miserable Experience, uh, and I feel like they're a band that's still around and still like plays shows and yeah. people that uh, like them, like you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, they're like they're not just like one hit wonders or whatever like their yeah. stuff is is real is really good all right and is is well worth revisiting if you haven't they say so like they're still they're still like touring and stuff yeah Cut. um i've been listening to this podcast uh pretty religiously yeah uh called uh um uh 60 songs that explain the 90s oh and then you know started out as 60 songs and once he hit 60 songs he made it 90 songs and yeah. now he hit 90 songs and now he's making 120. Yeah. But there's just like, you know, it's it's really good just to put on. But like each, each episode is one song. Yes. Okay. But he gives like a big history about the band and like everything that, yeah. that led up to it. And then also the impact and then also why it's relevant for this. Yeah. And then he like, then he has a guest on and they talk about the song. Yeah. It's really good. You know, cause he's, he's a writer. He's a, uh, um, He's not a Rolling Stone writer, but he's, uh, he's the, I don't know, like The Ringer. I think I sent you a link to it. It's like a website called The Ringer. I don't oh, know. yeah. It's like yeah. a music site. I think you did. Uh, and he's, he's just like a really, really, really good writer. And yeah. if you like, you know, 90s music, it's it's funny because he, you know, goes so widely between like genres and stuff. And and he treats, even though he might not be a fan of it, he treats like each song with respect and the, uh, um, you know, just kind of tries to explain like why it makes sense for it to be there. Okay, so he's not he's not pulling a Pat Finnerty then. No, he's no. there's almost no, uh, he's he's like not knocking on anything at all. Well, or making I've... fun of it. It's just. It's just it's really genuine and very uh, interesting. Yeah, well, I I appreciate that. You know. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of I don't think I forgot if I sent it to you or not, but I was um, I was watching uh, a folding ideas episode 
like an oh, old. Right. I was watching an older one, and it was mm-hmm. um, like I don't know. I'm not familiar with like who the nostalgia critic is. Although, like mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you're not, familiar. it doesn't matter because you can watch this episode of Folding Ideas, and he explains who the nostalgia critic is. And um, right. Anyway, I guess I might explain for people who don't know. It's like nostalgia critic does something maybe sort of similar to like the angry video game nerd, but with like movies. You know, where it's mostly right. just like. You're you're taking a piece of media and just sort of using it as like the substrate from which you're gonna just like you know make a bunch of dumb jokes that are basically <laughs> ragging on it, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway, but someone left this comment in there talking about uh, a comment on the video, basically saying that you know because of how old they were and when they grew up, you know, during their formative years, they watched a lot of that kind of content. You know, whether right. it's angry video game nerd, nostalgia critic, or anybody else does that kind of stuff. And and mm-hmm. the commenter was saying that it, it took him a while to, you know, it, it kind of warps your, your relationship with media. Yes. You know, and especially with the stuff that's covered on those shows where, like, some somebody might take a movie or a game or, or whatever. I'm sure there's many other, you know, personalities that, that do that kind of thing. Uh, it warps your perception of that because maybe that was your first exposure to that movie or game. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, cause that's something I deal with on my shows. I feel like there's people that they think some games really suck because yeah. they saw an angry video game nerd video. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't understand I mean, I, or they were just like at an age where you didn't question stuff. And it's like, no, he's just using that as a way to like riff off of that and make jokes and, yeah. you know, in this character that he has. It doesn't mean the game actually sucks, you know. Exactly. You know, there was a uh, a comment very recently on our channel on this uh, video that tried to, uh, like several years ago, on the Virtual Boy. Yeah. You know, and he talks about how it works and just like, hey, let's look at some of the games on it, and you know, it's as as most of our stuff is, it's looked at looked at with like, like, hey, this is pretty neat. You know, it's like what it was doing. And there's a comment on that video that said, you know, like, I can't believe you're waste- you wasted your time with this. You know, James Rolfe showed us, like, told us exactly how good this thing was years ago. Yeah. There you go. And it's just like, okay, so are you just, like, unwilling to say, is, is there any merit to this, to this at all to you? Like, yeah. I mean, has he, like, removed any kind of uh, interest yeah, that but that's, that's probably someone that watched that video when they were like, you know, a teenager or something, and like you just like, probably didn't even watch our video. Yeah, and maybe just not. said like, I can't believe you made this, you yeah, know, this twenty-five minute long video. Yeah, like looking at this thing and saying that it's like it's not complete and utter utter junk. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I felt like that comment was kind of obvious, but at the same time, I had just never really thought about it that way, and it was interesting mm-hmm. to to hear it from somebody that that would apply to of like, yeah, you know, I, I sort of blindly watched this kind of stuff. Cause at the time, because of my age, I thought it was funny. And then like, yeah, you know, and maybe, I mean, it bears mentioning that, you know, the, the video this was about, so this nostalgia critic guy, he did a video about, uh, Pink Floyd's the wall, you know, which, you know, it's one thing if you want to take, you know, some 90s superhero movie and use that to make stupid jokes about, you know, but right. there's like, literally nothing funny about the wall right if you like if you right. understand what that movie and that album are about like that's not the kind of thing that you make 
stupid jokes about. Yeah. Um, unless you completely don't understand what it's about, which, I mean, if you watch Folding Ideas video, it seems like, you know, the, the whole thing just went over nostalgia critics' head. And but, you just like, I I got to watch that then. So oh, you should. Just, it's like, such, it's, you just, I've like, never pre- seen such a concise teardown of a human being, which oh. is not normally something that Dan Olson <laughs> would do. You know, like that's not the kind yeah. of show he runs, but it's like the contempt he obviously has for whatever the nostalgia critic's real name is, you know, mm-hmm. for doing something like what he did with the wall. You know, it's it's kind of shocking, actually. But so the point really? being, you know, it's one thing if, if people grow up and say, oh, I think Castlevania 2 sucks because yeah. I watched an angry video game nerd video. OK, fine. You know, big deal. But, you know, if you grew up thinking that, you know, the wall is stupid. You know, it can be not your thing, and that's fine. Like, if you don't like Pink yeah. Floyd or you just don't like, you know, you saw the movie and didn't like it, that's fine. But it's just like, this is not the kind of thing you make jokes about, in my opinion. Right. And so to see the, so the comment just, like, on something no. like that, you know, that's kind of why it hit, you know, when I saw that comment, I was like, oh, wow. You know, because, like, yeah, that's, you know. And now, like, a whole generation of people think that this movie is, like, a joke because of. Maybe. Right. Because of that video. Right. What is his name? Doug something. He's like the yeah. You're right. It is Doug. Doug, Doug, but yeah, I I forgot his last name. But yeah, uh, but that's a really good folding ideas video. And oh, so I'm gonna gonna check that out too. Speaking of that, I was gonna send you a link to this other one um, because I don't know if this uh, would apply to you as well. But I mean, he's just he's like one of my favorite YouTube channels to watch. Like he's the kind of Mm -hmm. person I watch him, and it's like this person is clearly like far far smarter than I am. You know, and so I he'll you know he'll talk about things in a way that, like, oh, I'd never you even just can't thought comprehend. About like, well, no, I, I would I would never be able to come to that conclusion myself because I'm just not well, smart exactly. enough. I mean, that's whatever, how I feel about you know? so much stuff. Yeah, like I just watch anything, and I'm just like, how do these people like see this stuff in yeah. these ideas, and how do they get there? Exactly. And I just like I feel like my brain can't do it. Yeah. So so anyway, I was like digging through like some of his older videos, you know, because he's been around. Like I didn't actually that the wall video is how I found his channel. It was just popped mm-hmm. up in my recommended thing. And I was like, what the heck is this all about? And uh, that's how I started watching him. But so I was digging through his videos and, and there was this one video that was just called motivation. <laughs> and like, I was like, all right, I want to see what that's all about. And so basically, I guess at some point he had done some kind of Q&A session with some people. I don't I don't know. I. I, I get the idea watching his show that it seems like he has something, you know, he's known maybe outside of YouTube. I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but So he's in this Q&A session and, and somebody had, had sent in a question asking, like, how he, you know, can, what are his strategies or whatever? I forgot. Like, you know, when you start working on a big video project, like how you finish it, like how do you stay excited about it or keep wanting to do it like how do you not get burnt oh, out i could talk about this a whole bunch yeah but well yeah <laughs> the answer I mean, is I'm you sure, don't yes no i'm sure that's i that's mean exactly at least if you're that's what me. i would say too yeah but anyway you should watch it but like it was interesting because again it's just like i never thought about it this way um he said when you're a creative person which you know i would say i am you are and he is mm-hmm. um you get really good at starting projects Cause you always yeah. have in your head all these ideas, right? Yes. And you're always writing stuff. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I don't know about you. I definitely have videos that I, you know, did a bunch of work on that never came out for various yes. reasons, you know, like that were yeah. in various states of 
finishedness and never came out. And, uh, and, and he's saying it's because, you know, as a creative person, you get very good at starting projects because it's a learned skill. Yes. But finishing projects is also a learned skill. But yeah. because you don't finish projects nearly as many times as you start them, that's a learned skill that you have not developed to the same extent. Yeah. And I could see that. And I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing of what he said, but basically he was talking about, you know, having smaller projects that you can do so that you can build up the skill of like finishing things. Yeah. Which is definitely what we did early on in the channel. And then they got so big and then they just like, they feel endless. Right. And what I was going to say is like, when you're doing like a video, a big video on a device or a product or something like that, yeah. when you're done, it's like, I don't even want to use this anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's like, I mean, that's how I feel about most of my analog consoles. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm done, it's like, I don't even want to use it anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that's, that is definitely something I thought about, but that's great. That's like, a, that is a great, um, thing because, you know, I, I managed to finish two videos in 12 days, which is, you know, something I haven't done in a very long time. And it felt really, really good to get that stuff done. Yeah. And then when I realized, you know, I need to hit this certain date cause we, we had a sponsorship on our yeah. most recent video Yeah. and they had a, a they had a deadline. They said, if you yeah. want to, if you want the sponsorship, then you got to release by or on or by uh, April 5th. Right. And I thought of an idea that I wanted to do, which was kind of a follow-up to an older video. And, um, I just like, I cranked through it and it, it would not have been a problem. Like would not have been a crunch if I wasn't going to Midwest gaming classic. Right. And, uh, they, so I had to have it pretty much ready to go, you know, by the time I went to bed on Thursday. Cause I left on Friday and I wouldn't get back until, uh, until Monday night. Right. And then in Wednesday was the fifth. So I had to release it by Wednesday yeah, or on or by Wednesday. So I got to the point where, you know, I, I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna have to crunch when I like for one day when I get back, which is like, after that that weekend, that's about the last thing I felt like doing. Sure, but I but I did it, and you know I'm very happy with the way it came out. And yeah. it, it, I thought it's it was also really like it's one of many things I think because the last like several weeks, you know, like I went to Milwaukee for work, and I've like had some other things to do, and I feel like I've hit this like this sense of forward momentum mm-hmm. because when we were talking before the uh, before we started recording today. <clears throat> You were saying, you know, like, um, you're you're teasing me about like not being in a good mood, and I feel like I've been in a, a better mood than I've been in a long time because I finished I finished some projects and I've had this forward m- momentum that I'm excited about. Yeah, you know, I've been going to the gym like every other day. Yeah, and like just, you know, just doing a lot of stuff. Like, you know, now that it's warmer, I've been going on walks, you know, with the dog and just like working out certain ideas and. Like I want, I want to, I just feel really good and I want to keep that forward momentum going. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not letting myself stop and think about like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this right now. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to move on to, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. That's good. Which is why like, I'm going to try to release 
videos every two weeks on the channel. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I think they, what, they you end know, up with they because this is something I feel like you and I have been talking about. Maybe not on the show as much, but like for the past mm-hmm. month or at least or so. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've been trying to kind of take inspiration from that and do the same thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just, part it, of the reason it, I set up. You know, not to go over all that again, but that's why you know I set all this up, and then you know. I think since the last time we talked, I have this awesome cart over here that I set up. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Which I mean, it's a neat cart, but it's all—it's supposed to help make it easier for me to make videos. You know, like to yeah. minimize and like, it's setup time. Oh, dude, it's awesome. But dude, I mean, like I, since the last time I talked like to you, three of those. I was going to say since, rentals. since the last time I talked to you, I've uploaded three videos. Yeah, although the, yeah, and they're like all over an hour. Are. Well, yes, but I mean, it's because they're they're done live, so it's like yes, they're over that, an hour, great, but though. they're not really edited. But that's kind of the point. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to figure out a way, like, how can I make content that, and I hate that word, but like, how can I make videos that like, I can, you don't want to die after you're done with it. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) stuff that I can make, you know, that's a more efficient use of time without, Mm -hmm. without the quality suffering, you know? Yes. It's like for me, that's, you know, and that's kind of what I told you about, you know, your, that ROM hack video and that Amber Nick video, because it seems like that was a concern of yours, but yeah. Like watching those, like to me, there's nothing about those videos that is like, like to me, all of like the hallmarks of like your show, as far as the quality goes, are still mm-hmm. in those videos. Right. You know? And so, that's, I mean, that that is exactly, that means so much to hear that because I think before the Ambernick video came out, I was, I was worried. It's like, oh, people not going to care about it. Yeah. Or are they like, and it doesn't even matter if people care about it. Honestly, and I said, you know, I'm just, I just want to get it done, and I, like, I, I just got, I'm just like sick of feeling like it's got to be this huge process to do this stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, I think I said it before. I don't, I don't even know if I said it to you on the on here or what. It's like if if I'm gonna feel like this about every video I'm gonna do. Yeah. Like I may as well just like do something else. Yeah. Because. If I want to keep on doing this, like, why would I want to keep on doing this and feeling like garbage? Yeah. Like about everything. It's just, it's supposed to be fun. So I just need to make, I needed to make it fun again. Yeah. And, you know, like both of those ended up being more work, especially like that second one, because, you yeah. know, like there's a certain amount of stuff that I wanted to get in there. And, uh, you know, I was not going to make the, I was not going to make the, the deadline and cover all the stuff that I wanted to. And that's why um, I was talking to John Linneman about it. And he's like, oh, is there anything I can do to help? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you want to talk about the Saturn oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then he just like, I said, I was going to talk about these translations. And he's like, okay, I'll just do that. And then he like wow. wrote it and then shot it and got it back to me. Like without, without like, it was just like his on camera stuff. And I, you know, I had a lot of the footage already. Yeah. And he's just like, here you go. And then I just laid in the footage. Yeah. And it was like that saved so much. And that was like six minutes of that video. Yeah. And uh, like just, I don't know, just getting that kind of help like really like means a lot, I guess. Yeah. And now like, I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm done feeling like, oh, this video has got to be this length because this is what people expect. Like I just I just don't I don't I just don't want to feel like that anymore, and I want to keep this forward momentum going. And if somebody's not happy with one video, yeah. then maybe like the next one they'll be happier. Yeah. Like I just if I just more content, more like more vi- releasing more videos. Yeah. Is like is like better best for everybody because like 
you know, imagine waiting three months and getting this video. It's like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Yeah. Like, this is not what I'm interested in at all. And then who knows how long it's going to be before, you know, another one comes out. But now if I just do this, then I can, uh, then they'd be like, oh, well, there's going to be a new one soon. Maybe that'll be something I'm more interested in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say is like, yeah, I mean, maybe not releasing the video that you know everybody wants to see or whatever, or, or you know, thinking like, oh, I could have done a better job on this if I'd spent 100 more hours on it. You yeah. know, that has a certain feeling associated with it. Uh, but to me, like the worst feeling is just not uploading videos as often yeah. as you want to and knowing that, you know, there's, you know, people are out there waiting, you know, like. Yeah. Not literally like, you know, but, uh, you know, I get if I haven't uploaded videos, I start getting comments on the show. Like, where are you? You know, are you where's. The, yeah. What, you know, is, is, is the channel dead? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's and that really how feels I like felt. crap because I don't want to feel like, um you know. I don't know a rated PG term for it, but I, I don't you know, I don't want to you don't want to string people along. You know, it's like I have this channel, the two channels that are supposed to be active. I've got Patreon mm -hmm. like. Either, you know, crap or get off the it, pot, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's what I think. I always think about, like, what uh, what Randall says to Dante. Yeah. Speaking you know, of just, that. Just, just, what? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever oh, you're you going to go like, from there. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the transitions in this show oh, must, okay. must feel planned. <laughs> this, um, this is not planned. All right. I went on uh, in the last several days or something. I've gone on a miniature Kevin Smith binge. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> and uh, so that that started. I mean, the way that started is I actually I picked up uh, over there at uh, Armadillo Music, which, mm -hmm. as you may or may not recall, is located at 207 F Street in downtown <laughs> Davis. Uh, they had the Mallrats soundtrack. CD. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun to have, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I picked that up and then I don't know why, for some reason I was looking at that and it was making me think, cause I have the clerk soundtrack. Right. And then I was like, oh, I should get the chasing Amy soundtrack. <laughs> and then like, I looked into it and there is no chasing Amy soundtrack. Right. I don't, there's not much and, like, no, there's a lot of music. I think. No, there's a lot of music in there, but, oh, really? um, but then I found an article that's actually on the view askew website that kind of like, Kevin Smith explains why there's not a soundtrack. But then he it's funny because he gives you a list. Like if you want to make your own Kevin Smith soundtrack or uh, uh -huh. Chasing Amy soundtrack, rather, yeah. here's all the songs that you should put on it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Which I didn't do that. But I'm saying like reading that, I was just thinking, man, I haven't watched Chasing Amy in like long time. Mm -hmm. Like I saw it in the movie theater say... and I know I've seen it since then. But I, you know, yeah. I'm 45. I'm sure I haven't seen the last time I saw Chasing Amy, I'm sure I was still in my 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, yeah, and, I would um, I would say that's that's true for me as well. Yeah, and so I ended up, I you know, I, I just open up the the Apple TV app, you know, and you just search for it because it'll tell you who has it, you know, mm -hmm. and that's on Paramount Plus, so I'm already paying for that, okay. so I can basically watch it for free, you know, quote unquote. And uh, so I ended up watching Chasing Amy, so that was cool because I hadn't seen it in so long. Yeah. And it's a lot interesting. Of people say it hasn't it hasn't aged well. I mean, I can see where someone might say, you know, the way some topics are handled in that movie mm -hmm. is, you know, it's not how they would be handled now. I guess. But right. But I mean, it was I wouldn't coming go. From, I wouldn't go so know. far to say. Like, I think it's still fine. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's of the time. Yes. But to me, it was funny just watching that movie because I don't know. I still like I always I always liked it. But I you know, there's some people that really think like, you know, that was his best movie or like mm-hmm. apparently Quentin Tarantino said in ninety nine in ninety seven. That was like his favorite movie that came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but, you know, but like I said, I saw that movie when it came out and, you know, I was not quite the same age as the two characters, but, you know, close, like they were in their twenties. I was 20, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's just interesting watching it now as a 45 year old. It's just like my main takeaway watching that movie is just like, I just miss being in my twenties, <laughs> you know, like I miss like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and not caring and, you know, yeah, not having the responsibilities I have now, you know, but, um, but still, I mean, I, the interesting thing I'd say about that movie is just like, you know, like I, I've seen it described as a romantic comedy and like, and in some ways it is one, mm-hmm. but you know, the interesting thing about that is I, I kind of said the same thing about the big Lebowski, if you remember, which I also watched not long ago cause my wife hadn't seen it in forever, but um, you know, I mentioned how in the Big Lebowski, all the char- the main characters pretty much end off end up worse off than they started, right? Um, <laughs> like the yeah, like my wife. That's like that's my kinda- wife even pointed that she's like the only person in that movie that got anything was Maud because at least she's pregnant, which she wanted to be pregnant, yeah. right? So she got she got the dude to knock her up, but you yeah. know, like Walter and the dude are both definitely worse off than they were when the movie started. And, and Donnie's dead. Right, exactly. And I mean, Chasing Amy's the same thing, right? I mean, Doesn't have a toe. Uh, yes, nine-toed woman. Um, I mean, Chasing Amy's kind of the same thing. Like, the, the, you know, the sequence of events in that movie, like, basically blows up the friendship between the two mm-hmm. main characters. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't get the girl. So... Right. Um, if, if you have a chance... Yeah. Um, I don't think it's it's that great of a movie, but well, a few years ago they did. Um, it's not exactly making a hard sell. I know. Well, he okay. did like uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, and it's kind of like catches up with a, like a lot of characters and like the whole um, Ben Affleck is what was his name um, Holden in that Holden Holden McNeil. Yeah, like he talks about that a little bit, and it's like the best part of the whole movie. Oh, like Ben Affleck. Where he makes talks a, about like how he, he makes like, screwed cameo. everything up. Like if, if yeah if if you just I'll watch it don't even you don't you just you just need to just watch that clip I don't mind I'll watch like the movie talking. I don't mind I mean uh, it's you know yeah I mean it's, I mean it's oh, not great it's just let's well, I don't I mean I don't think any of Kevin Smith's movies you know after Chasing Amy really in the viewist universe have been have been great but um, I think I think the I think the Dogma is great all right well, that was like I here's my thing with Dogma I, that's the only other Kevin Smith movie I saw in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that came out what the, a year or two later. Like, so I was still in my early twenties, right. and I remember not liking it. But I have not really? seen it since then, and I I would oh. actually like to go rewatch it to see yeah. if my attitude has changed. But so, it's good. It's good. I it's you know probably my favorite. Yeah. All right. I mean, just, I'll check th- it out. Just again, the amount but, of people that are in it. Yeah. Also. Um. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh. But yeah, no, I'll check out. I'll check out the reboot because uh, right now I'm in like a Kevin Smith uh, mood, I guess. But so what I was going to say is after I watched Chasing, I think it was like the next day or something or mm-hmm. a couple days later, uh, I went ahead and rented uh, Clerks 3. Oh. 
And uh, you, I don't even remember. I, I was talking about, you remember the last episode? Uh, oh, speaking of which, Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> we're like an hour into this. Uh, you're listening to episode 25, uh, the Silver Jubilee episode. Uh, here's my <laughs> question for you. Uh, on the last episode, I mentioned uh, that I watched the first season of Picard. Right. And I, I made a comment about how I appreciated that it was light on fan service. And like I didn't mm-hmm. really go into it too much, but I I really 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 hate fan service in like movies and TV shows. Like I think that okay. fan service shows a Any basic. Amount? I mean, a little bit is I, I guess like understandable, but I just think that fan service shows like a basic level of disrespect both for the intelligence of your audience and for the art that you're creating. Okay. So I just I don't. I think it's pandering, and I I really don't like it. And I just feel right. like, at some point, I just feel like all those Viewisk Universe movies just became just fan service movies. You know, like yeah, it's, I mean, I think that it's, it's front like and it center, happens immediately you know? after Dogma. Yes, that's what I'm saying. There, there's, I mean, I I say this a lot because I think that Dogma was like the last like really good movie that he made because yeah. after that. It felt like he was just like having like gross stuff for to try to like be yeah. as gross yeah. for the sake of being gross. Yeah, and it just like like it lost a lot of its, um, I don't know, like like humanity, I yeah. guess in a way. Yeah, like there, there's there's moments in there, but yeah. But so Clerks Three for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, and I'm not going to go through the whole plot, but basically it's Dante and Randall come up with this idea that they're going to make a movie about them working at mm-hmm. uh, quick stop and at RST video. And, and it's literally just fan service the entire movie. Yeah. Basically. They're literally recreating shots and scenes from clerks. And the, here's the thing. If they had done it like once or twice, you would have thought like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But it's like mm-hmm. uh, most of the movie or a lot of the movie is just them reenacting it's like all of a sudden it switches to black and white because of course they're shooting it in black and white as clerks was was shot and it they're literally line for line the exact same camera angle recreating the original movie and like you know and then i mean can i spoil the movie do you think that's uncool like who cares well let's just say if you haven't seen clerks 3 and you want to you you want it to be completely like fresh yeah you know just like yeah, skip ahead. I don't know. Skip ahead. Skip ahead for, thirty seconds. Who knows? So Dante dies at the end. Yes. So which I don't. That, and I'm not sure if that is in itself being done is just sort of a reference to the original Clerks because the last scene of Clerks, right. as it was Listen. shot, was uh, Kohi, who's the one that told the finger cuff story in Chasing Amy. Kohi comes into Quick Stop with a gun to hold mm-hmm. the store up and ends up shooting Dante and killing him. And that's how the original right. clerks ended. So I don't know if like having Dante no. die at the end of this movie is supposed to somehow, I don't know. Cause he dies I of a heart like, attack. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's more like, because this movie is so autobiographical autobiographical for yeah. him, you know, cause well, that's you know, true. Like, he had he a heart made attack. A big deal about dying, yeah. Almost yeah. dying from a heart attack like years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you follow Kevin Smith, like, you know, you know that because he he, de- he definitely talks about it like yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I don't know if that is like okay. Well, you know, like, I I'm I'm still alive. Like because I think that 
he was supposed to play Randall originally. Right. And, you know, like, that's why Randall survives and then makes the movie because he is, like, Randall is him. Yeah. And then maybe just, like, him killing Dante was like, well, you know, it's like killing his... But it's just also it's dumb because the movie starts with Randall having a heart attack, and then at the end, right. oh, now Dante has a heart attack, but then he dies, and it's just like, yes. I mean, but you know, the thing is, the thing is, is that for all the fan service and stuff, like that moment when they're like watching the completed movie, and it's just like the original Clerks, it's yeah. just like, like that's like 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 one of the best parts of the entire movie. Like that's the part where you kind of like feel yeah. it. Like like that's where I kind of felt like yeah. a little bit of emotional. That's true about I agree. it. I agree. Like that was the that was the payoff to like that happening, and then he dies. Yeah. After that. Yeah. And like this is coming from someone who doesn't even like. I don't. I don't even really care for Clerks Two very much. I only saw it once, but I don't remember. I mean, I thought the coolest thing about that movie was the intro sequence because it was, um, you know, Talking Heads, nothing but flowers. Yes. And then exactly. just showing like, like scenes the, from from you know whatever town that was. Isn't that like that is Leonardo, New the, Jersey, or something? So that is like that's one of the best parts of that movie, and also the other like really good part of that movie is uh, you Rosario know, Dawson because she's a perfect ten. Anyway, <laughs> but at the very end, it pulls back of that shot, and it starts playing Soul Asylum's Misery. Yeah, you know, just kind of a nice little throwback to um, Soul Asylum's song, and in because that was the end, being the ending credits at the end of Clerks. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, and that's like kind of a great. That's a great song for one. Yeah. I you know I'm gonna say that Soul Asylum is like very very underappreciated these days. Yeah, just like Counting Crows. <laughs> Soul Asylum is better than Counting Crows. Okay, good. Uh, but like that's just like a great way to end that movie. And you know that, but this also a movie that like falls prey to like we're just gonna make it as gross as. And yeah. as outlandish and gross as possible. Yeah. You know, like in 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 the first clerks you had these um like kind of disgusting situations, but it was never like didn't go on for so long. And then yeah. you get to the clerks too, and it's like, oh, we're gonna have the donkey show like be like this huge thing, like right. this huge set piece, and it's like the climax of the movie. Yeah. And it's like like it just it pulls away like any kind of it just it sticks around for too long. It's no, it's not yeah. funny anymore. And it was it was never funny. It's just like it's just it just feels like it's gross for the sake of being gross. Yeah, that's I agree. I, I mean, I think maybe that's also like part of the reason um, that I like chasing Amy so much is I just wish I wish that's the direction that those movies had gone in. You know, because he could yeah. have milked that. You know, like okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna come up with this whole new idea for this different movie. But it's going to be existing in the same universe that gives mm-hmm. me sort of like little options to go certain ways with the plot or have other characters, you know, stop by like reference or characters or something. like Yeah. That. And it's just. Yeah. But I mean, because other than that, I mean, Chasing Amy has nothing to do with the first two movies, except that there's references to like, oh, that was that guy's brother. or This is this other person's sister or yeah. whatever. But stuff like that. And is, and Silent is Bob are like only in one scene in the entire movie too. Chasing Amy. And- yeah. Yes. In the diner, and it's like in yeah. in the payoff for that is is amazing. Yeah. It, you know when he, when Silent Bob just like goes off. I love when he yeah. looks at <laughs> when he looks at Jay's like do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, I mean the payoff for that because you're kind of going into it expecting it, 
expecting them to be like present throughout. Yeah. But I mean, I will, I will like, I think that when Jay and Silent Bob, because, you know, it happened with Strike Back, I feel like when they're like the main characters, like it just doesn't work. It's just, it, yeah. it just does not work for me. And even in Dogma, like at least they're like, you know, supporting characters. Yeah. You know, it's like, like what's her face? Uh, Linda Fiorentino is like, is the main character. Yeah. You know, and they, they just work better as supporting characters. I agree. Uh, so that's all I had to say about Kevin Smith stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, The only other thing I was going to say since I already brought it up is, uh, so Picard. Uh, yeah. You know, so last time I mentioned I watched season one of Picard. I really liked it. Some people, for some reason, I, I don't know. I thought the first season was good. I didn't like the this season finale, like I said last time. But overall, I thought that was a cool plot. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably could have just been a movie, to be honest, but yeah. I mean, that's okay. Like I, I thought that was a cool, very Star Trek-esque plot. Right. And uh, so then I watched season two, and that season two of, of Picard is the worst Star Trek <laughs> anything I've ever seen. Wow. Like, I finished it because I'm like, well, I just want to see what happens or whatever. But, I mean, it was just like... The first episode was like actually really good. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. what are we doing now? And then it was downhill and it kept getting worse to where you'd be like, really? You're going to do that? And then they would do it. And then the next episode, something even dumber that just oh, doesn't geez. make sense within like, yeah. you, you can't do that and say this is Star Trek. It's not, it was just Are you going to watch season three though now? I, I mean, everyone's telling you me sh- I should. Like, oh, that's a really good one. But I'll, and I'm, I will. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, season two was so bad that I'm, I need a break. <laughs> like, I literally, I forced myself to watch it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. going to put it on, but while mm-hmm. I'm doing something. I cannot, I'm not giving this my undivided attention anymore. That's how Dang. awful. And someone's telling me, oh, well, they got some other person to be the showrunner that season. I'm like, oh, has he never seen Star Trek before? I don't, I mean, it's, I, I can't, I don't have the words you know, we need Dan Olson on this. I don't have the words to explain how bad it was. Oof. Oof. They they came back to present day Earth. Already. It's like we're gonna do that again? Like Yeah. That's happened twice. It's like why do you think, <laughs> oh, let's do that again? Like did, in, in the net with the next did you generation. Not, only thing I, it's like, did you not have any money for a budget? Because obviously if you have it take place now, you're gonna save a lot of money. You know, yes. you don't have to build crazy weird sets and have lots of special <laughs> effects. I don't know. Why would they do that? I don't know. I mean, even even doing it in Star Trek Four, you know, real fans. That's the most fan servicey episode, I think, or a movie rather. Yeah, Star Trek yeah. Four, and I don't. I like it because I saw it when I was a kid, and so to me, it's like you know, it's one of my was one of my go to movies as a kid. But other than that, like, it's a pretty stupid movie, Star Trek Four. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like the culmination. I guess it's just the, uh, like I guess the coda to the whole Spock dying type thing. Uh, yeah, yes, plot. yes. It's like not even. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this, so I can't really comment. Yeah. On how much it inter interweaves with. I mean, do the do the whales like play like an important role to like the pro- Project Genesis or something like that? No, Is that like what do you how, mean? why they have to bring them back from the past? No, remember there was that weird space probe that came to Earth to talk to the whales, and then like somehow that was causing all this weird. 
like electrical interference and these storms. I mean, it's been a long like, time since I've seen And so they're like, we got to get, like Spock was the one that figured out that they're trying to talk to whales. Right. And, but whales had, whales were extinct. That was the problem is like in, you know, by this time, humpback whales were extinct. And right. so Spock's like, all right, we got to go back in time and get some whales and bring them back. So, because otherwise this probe is like not going to leave. But, you know, like, like Star Trek, uh, Two, three, and four are considered like this, like, like a trilogy. Like, how does four like play into that? It doesn't. That's the whole thing. Is like, it's like you know, they in so Star Trek like four, a, it's like, like they leave like wherever they were. Because Star Trek four starts right at you know, it's like uh, continuity wise, it's it like the next day after, after Star Trek three ends or whatever. Well, just like you know, three starts like immediately after two. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's all it's it's like one big story. But, you know, they're just basically, I think they were like, okay, we got Spock back. I think they were just, if I remember correctly, in four, they're just trying to cruise back to Earth. And they show mm-hmm. up, and it's like the, the S has hit the fan because there's this crazy probe. And like, okay, we got to go back in time and get whales, you know. And then they go okay. do that, and then they save the Earth. And then that's when, you know, the, the super fan service ending of Star Trek Four, you know, Kirk gets quote-unquote demoted back to Captain and mm. is given back his ship. Yeah. But other than that, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I mean, I, I, I feel like the the best part about Star Trek Four that I remember yeah. is, like, DeForest Kelly is, like, is the best part of that movie. Where he just... He, he is goes into the ER or something like that and just, like, heals a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. And just, like... I mean, yeah. it's just, like... He's, he's always one of my favorites anyway because he's just... A little crabby. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crabby. Damn yeah, that's, that's yeah. I want to say grumpy, but crabby is a lot better. It's yeah. a better descriptor, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and then the funny thing is, like in this Picard season two, they even made like dumb joke references to Star Trek Four. Like you know, you remember in Star Trek Four, like they're on, um, they're on a bus. It's like uh, I think it's just right, Kirk yeah. and Spock are on a bus, and there's that punk rocker guy with the spiked yes. hair. And he's uh, listening to um, what was Johnny Rotten's band before Public Image Limited when he, you know when he was doing the punk songs Sex Pistols yeah thank you so he's listening yeah. to like Sex Pistols real loud and and that's when they're like oh yeah <laughs> I didn't even know he was like in when, another band when like how did you like know <laughs> I've never even heard of this other band that he was in Public Image Limited <laughs> never I, never you, I think there's like songs like This Is Not a Love Song and Rise. I'll send you. I think you'll hear him and go, "Oh, that song." You probably just you'll be like, "Oh, I didn't know that was the same guy." Oh, um, okay. Anyway, so you know the, the whole thing with like, because doesn't Spock like Vulcan nerve pinch him or something because he won't turn off his his boombox? I don't remember, but so then there's a, a scene just like it in Picard. They're on a bus. Some guy's got his boombox out. I forgot what song he was listening to, but then like they're like, "Hey, could you you know turn down that music? That's like super loud." And, and the guy's like dressed up like a punk rocker, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That's really inconsiderate. You're right." And like turns it off. It's like, "Come on, <laughs> just the whole, the whole season is just so stupid." Like you know that they're sitting around writing this, like, "Oh, we're just gonna subvert these expectations." It was like, just, like, and then the, the whole say, like, "Oh, I'm being real polite." The it's whole like, overarching thing of season two is like, "Did you watch Next Generation?" I mean, I, I talked to you a little bit about this. Like, I, I've only seen, like, select episodes here and there. All right. Well, there was this recurring character called Q. 
Oh, the... yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with Q. Okay, and Q is yeah. like immortal. He's like, you know, has yes. like godlike powers. So he's immortal, though. Mm-hmm. But he makes himself look old in this so that he can no, no. better he's relate di- to the He's card. dying. That season two is Q is dying, and it's like making him kind of go crazy a little bit. And so he, the whole reason that all this stuff has to happen in season two is because he's screwing with Picard again. And then like in the last episode, they have like this big heart to heart. Q and and Picard, you know, where basically Q's telling Picard how much he loves him. And that's why he always did all this stuff to him. And then like they hug and then Q has to use up whatever like energy he has left to send them back to, you know, the 23rd century or whatever. And that finally takes Q's life. Hmm. It's just so like, I, who thought that was a good idea when they were pitching ideas? Well, for they just wanted two. to fit like, you know, cause doesn't data die at the end of the first season or something like that? Well, data, 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 data dies in, at like, the end of like, nemesis, the movie. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But then like data is like, well, he, did, like he, Brent, he exists like, in, like, like, some kind of weird virtual form in season right. one. But wasn't and then he his, like, isn't his, like, brother or something like that, like, lore or something like that? Yeah, there was, was no lore, though, in the Picard mm-hmm. yet. I don't actually know whatever happened to lore, so I don't know. But uh, that's what I'm saying is after all that, it's like, I don't know if I trust. I'm, I'm going to give you, like, eight, seven or eight hours of my life to watch season three. I don't know about that. Yeah. But, I mean, when it's one an hour a week, it's like, all right, well, I guess I can. Right. Spread that out. But it's like if you're if you're sitting down and being being like, this is what I'm going to spend my weekend doing. Right. Like, I can understand being annoyed. I got stuff to do. Like, like you just said, it's get, you know, we're getting the warmer weather. You know, I want to <laughs> spend more time outside. I went cycling on Sunday. That was nice. Yeah. 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 It's, we're, uh, we're it's, past. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. All right. Well, listen, we're, we're like an hour and 15 in. Yes. And you said you have some. Uh, yes. Some. Uh, Roll it. Uh, I, hang on. Oh, I, boy. I, to, I don't have it queued. Are you serious? Dead air. Are you, you're not hearing that, are you? Not at all. Which makes <laughs> me think that no, neither is it's, anyone. It's my mixer. All right. I don't like this. Everything has gone downhill since you got that mixer. No, it has not. Who, I can, what brand on, of mixer on. is that? It's a Yamaha. Hey, everybody listening to this right now, never buy a Yamaha mixer. It ruins podcasts. Here's my question for you. You've got to keep one and you two. Pick one that slaps, the other two get dropped. That's my question for you. All right. Thank you once again to Shane in uh, Prince Edward Island. In or on for uh, <laughs> for the theme song there, and if you if I mean if if they record themselves playing that to an audience at oh a live show, oh my god, that'd be awesome! Yeah, we we we, we would love to feature the live version on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Here's your three right. options. These are all uh, pretty closely related to each other. Okay. All right. The first one, and I mean, this is, we're in a weird time right now, I feel like, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm going to leave, go to work and it's like, ah, should I wear pants or shorts? You know, Mm -hmm. if if I go outside, I'm going to be too warm with shorts on, but then I'll come in the house and it's too cold in here. I want to put a pant, you know, 
So uh, we're kind of in a transition period right now where you probably don't need any of these three things right now. But okay. you have needed some of them recently, and you're going to need one of the other ones coming up here pretty soon. So number one is hoodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it up is, to is you it, if it's pullover or zip up. Okay. Because I don't, because I mean, that's key. I seem, you're, from what I've seen you wearing, you seem like you're more of a zip up hoodie guy. Yes. Which so 100%. am I. I got the zipper right here. Uh, okay. Number two clothes fresh out of the dryer. You know, like it's a cold morning. You pull your robe mm-hmm. out of the dryer, it's still warm. You get some wool socks, you know, because. Especially you, because you can't feel your toes. You know, like wool socks fresh out of the dryer, I would assume, would be more helpful for you. Am I just walking into the situation where it's like already, like I didn't have to do any prep for it? That's just like yeah, like your your wife was you know not to not to reinforce traditional uh, gender roles, but you know, let's say your wife was doing a load of laundry, and you're like, you know, you just got out of the shower and you need a shirt or you need you need a hoodie, and -hmm. your wife is like, dude. Like there's a hoodie of yours in the dryer right now, and the cycle's about to end. Okay. All right. Number three, in a nod to the late great Stuart Scott, whose death really signaled the end of ESPN as we know it, in my opinion. ESPN has never been the same since Stuart Scott passed away. Uh, Your number three option is... The other side of the pillow. Oh, when you, so when you uh, flip it over and it's kind of cold. Yeah, like it's a hot night. I can't sleep. My head's hot. Flip that pillow <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, For anybody who doesn't get the reference, that's Stuart Scott used to say "cool" like the other side of the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm. This one's kind of easy for me. Oh, great. Uh, so hoodie, I'm definitely keeping. Okay. I the figured. other two, like you know, you know, hot and fresh out of the dryer is is fine. What about a, what but about a, a way, bath towel like, fresh out of the dryer though? Oh, I mean, no, I don't it doesn't really it doesn't. This it's not that important. In, okay. in a way, I almost like putting on like colder clothes. Really, in winter? Yeah, I just feel like they fit me better. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, and in terms of like the other side of the the pillow, yeah. Like I, I don't think about like flipping the pillow over and having that be cold. Like that's, really? that doesn't matter for me. For me, it's more about like moving my legs over to like a different part of the bed. Oh, for sure. On it. Yes. And it's like if it's if it is, you know, like the rest of my body moving to like colder parts of the bed underneath the covers. Yeah. Or just like kind of like pulling some covers and like you know putting them like rolling on your side, putting them in between your legs, kind of. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, like that is like that makes things a little bit, a little bit more challenging. Yeah. But in terms of pillows, like, mm, all right, don't really, but okay. So with everything you just said about the bedding material in general, would you, you'd still take hoodies over that though, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ho- hoodies are, are one of my favorite articles of clothing that I could wear. Do you ever use the hood? Uh, sometimes you just, you, sometimes I put the hood on and then it's like been hours and I still have the hood up and I have no idea like how that happened. I, I um, very rarely use the hood. Yeah. Like I, I actually very rarely, but the only, wouldn't, the only time that seems to happen is when I'm not completely, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sober. Oh, I see. got it. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind like, like oh, if this like, sweater oh God, didn't have, had have this the on hood, all night. I'd be okay with that. 
you know? The what? Like if this sweater didn't have the hood. Because I love this sweater and it, it is a hoodie, but I don't, you know, I don't ever like, you know. Oh, see, I didn't even know that was a hoodie. Yeah, well, it's a pretty small It's got hood. like those weird. What? Uh, like the pulleys on it are like, those are, a little too, those are a little too big for my taste. Oh, well, it's because it's the Martini Racing. Uh, I'll tell you, though, that, that, that green hoodie you're wearing, you were wearing, is that like, it was like a North Face hoodie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting me, getting me hot and hot and bothered. Everybody's really into that. Everybody's really into that hoodie. I don't know why. As I, I wore it to work again, and then the people that didn't see it the first time, I got more like, "Oh wow, that's a really nice hoodie." Like, I don't. Yeah. Oh, so are you you got another one? Yeah. At least is, at least is one. Is that the more. same one? Is it the same one? No, no, no. I'm saying I wore it to to work a second time. Oh. It's the, I only have okay. the one. I'm saying, but like, I don't. You know, I just I've only worn it to work twice because I don't I usually try to dress a little little bit nicer than that. And um, so, like, you know, people saw me that didn't see me the first time. It was like, well, that's really nice. I like that color. Like, yeah, I guess it's green's like, my it's color. Like a Zelda link kind of green. It was a very inexpensive hoodie. I want to be clear on this. Not some kind of fancy hoodie. It was like, but it's like 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 forest green, yeah. like a dark green. Yeah, it's like there's almost nothing better than that. I mean. I, w- I was so disappointed when I upgraded my phone because the um, I, had a, I had an iPhone 11 yeah. uh, for the longest time, and it had, like, a forest green back on it. And I'm but like, just, oh, man, I love that. Like, Can't you just like, buy that's, a that... green case? I mean, I could, yes. Okay. Do you not use a case? Yeah. No, I use a case. I usually – I used to not ever use a case. This one I have a case. I don't even – I'm not sure why. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I just, just I like the thin case, cases so for the bumpers. I just don't want it. Yeah. Well, that's what I have uh, on this phone. It's it's a leather case. It's the Apple leather case, but it's very very thin, so it doesn't. Yeah. I don't like cases I mean, that like bulk up your phone. Like a little you know? bit of thinness yeah. to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like that, like a forest green. Yeah. Like a like a like a deep green is, you know, that's probably my favorite color. Although recently, like a. Uh, I've been thinking about how uh, I think midnight blue is might be my favorite color, like darker yeah. than what I have on. That's right what now, I always like. Everything I own, I feel like practically is is navy blue. That's my yeah. I, I love it, jam. and it good. And you know, I I, I always joke about it because it goes back to uh, uh, when my friend uh, Tim and I used to play Street Fighter Two, and we used to like argue about who's going to be midnight blue Ken because we both played Ken. Yeah, and we both wanted to be midnight blue Ken. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was always the, that was the discussion. Like how does somebody like a, prioritize like, like blue Ken PS4 controller? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, how does somebody prioritize Ken over Ryu? Cause they're the exact same, right? There's no difference control wise. Uh, is there? He, I mean, starting with championship edition, he has like the wider dragon punch. It does like more than oh. one hit. Oh, all right. Uh, that was one of the things that we liked about him. And then he gets he gets the flaming dragon punch after that. All right. Uh, but like that wider dragon punch, because because championship edition is the first one that we really played a, a bunch. Yeah. And I mean in in Street Fighter Two World Warrior they're identical. Yeah. But then starting with championship edition, because from that point on it seemed like Ken was like like the dragon punch guy, and yeah. uh, Ryu was like the. Um, was the fireball. Yeah. See, I've never been that into the dragon punch only because I don't feel like I'm good enough to 
pull it off consistently. Oh, see, that's like my that's always my big test for controllers. If I can just do repeated jab dragon punches like over and over again, yeah. like I'll try to like do it like where I go all the way across the screen. Uh-huh. And I always liked it because uh, you know, it has like frames of invincible frames where like fireballs would like go right through you. Right. So I'd use that back in the day. Yeah. I mean I should I should train more on that. Like I always just use the fire I'm in, big into the fireballs and then whatever that, that sort of helicopter kick is. Yes. Yeah. The hurricane kick is yes, I mean that, I always called correct, it by whatever EGM called it. Yeah. No, I think hurricane kick is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before uh, we go quick, though, you didn't you didn't EGM. mention that. How was the EGM panel at uh, MGC? That was good. I I uh, I shot the whole thing yeah. and recorded everybody. Everybody, I mic'd it up and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna put that all together and then I will uh, pass it off to them and they can do whatever. But it, it was it was really cool. Uh, we actually, you know, I I sent, said before that we recorded all this stuff for an EGM documentary like like four years ago or something like that. Yeah. And what was cool about this trip is that we shot like a whole bunch of video, not only for EGM, but also for like the Analog Frontiers series. We got a couple of uh, new people for that to finish that out. Uh, but what's kind of cool about this is like we shot an interview with uh, with Mike Vallis, who was like was a writer uh, who was there like pretty much longer than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, he got hired in like 90 like 91 or something like that. And he was there until like 2002. Yeah. Wow. So he was there for a long time and he was, you know, went through the whole Ziff Davis change. Uh, we, and he is <laughs> definitely a talker. Yeah. He, he, he enjoys talking and, uh, we had, a, we shot a really good interview with him, you know, and it, he was really the only one that we could talk to that was there long enough that would be able to talk about like the changeover to Ziff Davis and then what happened when they moved offices to like, California and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it had some interesting insight. Yeah. That's cool. On that. Uh, last thing, and we got to end the show, but uh, I don't know if you saw, and it, you know, cause I told you I watched Chasing Amy, right? And so I found, uh, I, I don't know if you saw, I, I posted on Instagram, like I, I, I loaded the movie back up on my computer so I could take a couple of screenshots, you mm-hmm. know, showing them playing Genesis. And then another scene where like Banky is walking past the TV and you can see the, the game is paused. Uh, right. So I could figure I was I was never sure which hockey game they were playing. So I was able to determine that it was NHL 96. And uh, and then as we've talked about on the show before, you know, on Mall Rats, uh Brody mm-hmm. is playing uh, NHL All-Star hockey on the Saturn. Right. In his in okay. his basement bedroom. And then I'd never noticed this before cuz I also when I was talking about I did a little mini Kevin Smith binge. I also watched Clerks. The original Clerks. I haven't seen that in a long time because that's also on mm-hmm. Paramount Plus. And maybe I never noticed this because maybe I've never seen the movie in like a in like a higher definition before. I mean, I know the movie, the way it was shot, it's very grainy. But I'm saying like, you yeah. know, I used to have the movie on VHS tape, you know. Right. And um, anyway, uh, you know, there's that magazine rack in the store, and uh, oh. a little bit mm-hmm. earlier in the in the movie, I think. I think it's during the 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 thirty seven scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where Dante's standing in front of the magazine rack, and you can see an issue of Mega Play. Oh really? Oh, yeah. you know what? That does sound familiar. Yeah. Is it like the streets are? Ra- is it? You can't tell. All ra- you can. Oh, okay. All you can you see, see is Mega title. Play, and it's cut off right below the title. 
Oh, that's so cool. I thought because I'd never noticed that before. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's that's the last thing. That I is have. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um all right. Well that's it then. So uh <laughs> you've been listening to uh, episode twenty five of Here's My Question for You. I have not looked at the email lately. Hopefully there's some new emails. If you'd yeah. like to send in an email, here's my podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy the email address, here's my podcast at gmail.com, you can email us about that as well. But uh, you better come heavy because uh, we're not selling that uh, cheap. We, we, we got it fair and square. Yes. All right. All right. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Have and a good week. Care.